around this time, we get that Lord of the Rings uh, conversation too, where the guy like at first it starts out with oh Kevin pu pulling out the onion ring, and he's like, "One ring to rule them all," and, yeah. and Randall just like blows it the fuck off and like calls him a virgin and shit, and then he finally. I think this is the scene where he finally comes around and is like, oh my God, you are a virgin. <laughs> and that's where the pillow pants thing comes oh, in. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my God, the pillow pants thing. Like, okay, I was listening to the movie at work last night because I think this movie has enough description. You can just listen to it with without sure. even seeing it. You'll be able to know what the fuck's going on. And uh, <laughs> you guys know anyone like that? Like, did you grow up with like really like kind of sheltered Christian kids? Oh, oh my fucking god! I I, I, oh, I didn't grow up with god, it. I, I, I fucking co up. I coexist with one. His name is Brad Roar. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you kidding me? All right, never mind. Yeah. I, he, he, Brad's parents thought that, or Brad, someone in Brad's family in his life thought that Ninja Turtles were abominations. <laughs> when I was a, that, that kind of like that, no, I no, I Christian? think from what I know, like you know, his his uh, his surrounding family is 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 pretty logical and cool. But yeah, he grew up super sheltered and super, you know, with that kind of like like the type of yeah. thing where you know you get albums taken away because they have Satan things on them. Yep. I mean my mom took stuff away from yeah, me mine too, too. But mine mine was more about like sexual content. Like yeah, it was like the Adam words. Sandler tapes and stuff like that. Yeah. No Bracy Gray for you. What's that? No Macy Gray for you, Chuck. <laughs> Macy Gray. Up, what would Macy Gray do? One of my uh, friends. Sexuality uh, from the home. I try to stay goodbye. <laughs> she delivers that so strangely. That I walk away and I crumble. And like when she, when she gets to the end of it, she mumbles so much. She goes. <laughs> she goes. No, I try to hide it. It's clear. I fuck And I'm like, what is she saying? I always thought it was I wear goggles when you are not near. Like beer goggles. I was like, what's going on here? Is that, hey, can I take a guess that he, um, I'm sorry, what was the character's name again? I want to, not Elijah. Elias. Elias. Uh, he Elias, was Scott. I've been calling obviously. him Kevin because I'm a jackass. But yeah, so I'm going to throw that Elias group in the ska scene because there was a lot of Christian kids. There's a huge, huge, huge uh, Christian ska scene. Yeah. Because, uh, and I knew a lot of those kids and that like, because it was not Christian ska. I don't know if I've heard of Christian ska. Oh, I've heard of Christian ska. Christian pop punk. Oh, dude, Christian music. It's um, and some of it's really good. Like I'm a big fan, of, like all the Tooth and Nail records bands and stuff. Some but, like, of it. But I had a friend who um, she wasn't allowed to listen to non secular music, so she would lie about certain things, and she was able to listen to Taking Back Sunday because she told her mom it was about church. <laughs> <laughs> Taking Back Sunday, that's hilarious. <laughs> Just because it had the word Sunday, I'm like, oh yeah, that could sound religious. Taking Back Sunday, sure. And, I, like I don't that. think her mom ever listened to the music. That's hilarious. Oh my god, that's because funny. these are always the same people who are like, and legit, this person was a doomsday prepper that lost their entire savings to Y2K. Oh. So you know, this is uh, there's a correlation of those types of people. I'm looking forward totally. to that doomsday. Thing. Totally, totally. Got nothing else uh, going on. The meek will inherit the earth, and I'm the meekest of the meek. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna run out to feed the meter. I'll be right back. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, um, and the Lord of the Rings discussion. <laughs> the Lord of the Rings discussion happens like right after. Just this. carry on without me. We will, Chris. <laughs> we, will. We, we will. Do not feel bad. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, the Lord of the Rings discussion happens with the customer who walks in, and I cannot remember this actor's name. Do you remember it? He was oh, on your panel. God. I wish, I, yeah, I know. I wish you didn't say that because I know he was on the panel. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, what was his fucking name? Uh, I, I know oh. it, it was, um, fuck. 
Trevor. Uh, no, no, no. It was uh, fuck. I don't know his name. I don't know his name. Kevin Wiseman. Uh, Kevin Wiseman, right? Uh, uh, I'm looking it up. Yes, Kevin Wiseman. Yes, that's what it yes. was. Yes, I knew yes. it was. Yes. I knew it, I was gonna say Mark, but it's Kevin Wiseman. Yeah, yeah, it uh, yeah, <laughs> and he ends up like puking on the counter after him and Randall getting this heated exchange about oh, yeah. like like how the movies are and like how Randall thinks the movie should have actually ended, which is with a mouthful to say the least. <laughs> that was, the I gotta say, that's a, that's a weird part of the movie—the fact that he throws up at that point in time. That that's the strange part. Dude, I really think so, too. Number one, I personally am not a fan of vomit humor, so it did not have any charms for me. <laughs> not a fan of vomit humor. I I'm like not, the idea. I'm You're not. saying that like it's a genre. It's like, what's your it favorite? It is a genre. It's a genre. It's disgusting. Top, you five, all... top five jokes from the vomit humor section. You know, I didn't even know what it's to like, think of it. Lloyd Kaufman created this, okay, man. It's a trauma genre. You have to understand what I'm saying now, okay. I, I guess, but, I guess, you know, what's a good vomit humor. Uh, what about Team America when he throws up in the uh, alley? Always, always. That's great vomit humor. That's probably the only <laughs> vomit humor I could take because it's just so fucking <laughs> insane, and it just does not stop. And it becomes, it's like one of those Family Guy jokes that only works because they keep repeating the joke. What about the Family Guy vomit thing when they all take Ipecac? No, I don't need that in my life. They're like vomiting <laughs> in people's faces, and they're like man, <laughs> vomiting. I love you, Seth, but no, that's, that's over hilarious. the line. That's vomiting. The dog vomits in Stewie's face at one yes. point, yep. and I just I I can't watch that. No, no, oh, that's funny. No. <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Randall goes to brag about this to Dante, and like, he, I think he tries to catch him and <laughs> Dante and Rosario, <laughs> you know, canoodling again. Which every time he walks in, they take that foot and they knock it down real quick, so he never like actually figures out what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Yeah, <laughs> and there's another little exchange between Dante and Rosario where they talk about how, like, <laughs> and this is the exchange where she points out that he's doing this for all the wrong reasons, even though they feel like the right reasons. Yes, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Randall comes in and tells Dante that his old lady's hanging out outside wait, looking for him. And Emma is, like, looking for him to talk to him about leaving for the uh, you know trip tomorrow. Yes. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, this came earlier in the movie, but the first time we meet Emma, she walks up and Jay and Silent Bob are standing next to the spray-painted wall that says, Eat Pussy. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> And Randall was talking earlier about how like Dante should spray eat pussy on the wall to let him know that he <laughs> yeah, was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then like when Emma looks at them and she sees it, <laughs> yep. Jay looks at her. He's like, "Oh, I totally did." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh too fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think soon after this, there's a whole uh, <laughs> there's a whole thing where uh, ah fuck, I'm so sorry. I need to get a glass of water real quick. I'm very sorry. Go for it, but I'll I'll, inter I'll entertain the audience during this time.
Yeah, if you want to talk about your podcast for a second, I can edit in later or whatever. Yeah, the fuck yeah. You want to do. yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, so uh, you know, I'm Chuck Staten. I uh, I do a podcast called the Chuck and Brad Podcast. It's kind of based in pop culture and movies and comedy and music and that kind of stuff. And a lot of it kind of follows uh, my my career doing filmmaking projects for uh, the guys in Tell Em Steve Dave, which is uh, a podcast hosted by Quinn from Impractical Jokers and Brian and Walt from the show Comic Book Men. We've been doing like a ton of video projects in the past five years. And uh, I also work with uh, the comics Joe List and Mark Norman in New York, uh, doing film projects with them for their podcast, Tuesdays with Stories. And, you know, I'm also a food writer in Rhode Island. I write about the Rhode Island restaurant scene. I'm in a band called Senior Discount. And uh, yeah, with our, so our, our podcast is kind of chronicling all those things. I direct a lot of documentary projects with those guys. And that's kind of the life that I've been uh, living for the past few years. Um, and it's a lot of fun and there's a lot of fun stories. And on our podcast, we kind of get to, to explore all that stuff and really talk about movies and film and comedy um, from the point of view of people who are actually like boots to the ground making that stuff, which is really fun. I also do a lot of uh, live comedy shows with Brad, uh, who is the Brad of the Chuck and Brad podcast. We, do a, we don't do exactly live podcasts, but we do like live comedy shows that are kind of two-man comedy shows with stand-up and sketch and, and, and videotape segments. But yeah, a lot of weird stuff. Um, I'm actually doing a solo acoustic show. You know, I'm in a band called Senior Discount, and I'm doing a solo acoustic show opening for the guys from Bowling for Soup in a couple of weeks on Thursday, February 24th at the Met in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Um, and I think you can get tickets at the metri.com if you want to check out that acoustic show. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't done a solo acoustic show in a couple of years, man. It's mostly full band stuff for me. So we'll be we'll be rocking out there. And um, well, I'll be rocking out there. Hopefully my band will show up and just cheer from the sidelines. Maybe give me a little flash here and there. Throw some bras on stage. Uh, Christian, <laughs> my drummer. Yeah. That sounds like an exciting time, Chuck. Start. He started as an A cup a couple years ago, but I think he's up to double F. And uh, and um, I, hope, I hope I hope he's there on the side of the stage, uh, cheering me on and, and give me whatever I want when I get off stage. You know, um, but uh, <laughs> that's my cousin, by the way. That's my cousin Christian. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, a lot of fun stuff, man. And so I collect to come on podcasts and joke around. You know, throw some throw some yep. jokes out there, yuck it up, and. Uh, we're having fun. I love Kevin Smith. I work with Kevin Smith too. Um, I actually just directed a shoot of him doing um, like a, you know, a live Kevin Smith uh, Q and a at Rhode Island comic-con. And that's going to be coming out. I think on that Kevin Smith very soon, the edits all set. So whenever they want to release it, that's coming out. And that was a lot of fun. Um, nice. But yeah, nice. a lot of fun film projects all over the East coast. Yeah, man. I, I, yeah, I'm so happy to have you here. It's, it's been really great having you. I, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate your time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I especially enjoyed your panel that you did. That was really awesome. Uh, that was, that was great for this episode to kind of get some greater insight to not only how Clerks 2 came to be, but how the first Clerks came to be. You know, I, I hadn't really ever thought about the making of the first Clerks, but that was like one of the first films that was an independent success pre-internet. So yeah. it and, was and, made in such a different time. Like it's a, it's oh, for crazy. Sure. And yeah. with no connections to the industry, that's what's really, I think, so interesting about Clerks. It was made with no connections to the industry. And it was really a guy who said, hey, this life that I lead and this world that I live in is interesting and funny. And I think it deserves to be captured. And, you know, that belief and, and his 
you know, filmmaking eye and his skill uh, really delivered on that and obviously got to so many people. Do you know that Clerks 3 is going to be about Dante and Randall making the original Clerks movie? Do you know that? No. I, yeah, that's I the, pl- that. the plot of Clerks 3 is that wow. I mean, that for, this is what Kevin has put in public is that Randall has a heart attack, much like Kevin had a heart attack. And they're kind of like, well, what have we done with our lives? And so they want to make a movie and they make the original Clerks. Oh, isn't that wow. Cool? That's that is so awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Like, OK, you know, whatever little faults I may find in Kevin Smith's work, it's ideals like that that keep people coming back. And it sounds so solid. Like, oh, my gosh, the possibilities <laughs> for commentary yeah. on his work that he could do. Like, oh, my God, that sounds incredible. I did not have any idea about that. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, um, I, I'm trying to think of where we would be at next in the movie. Um, I, I guess it would be the the next scene would be when that like high school buddy comes in and kind of fucking insults him. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was like a uh, <laughs> a Silicon Valley guy. Like he sold like he just recently sold something for like twenty million dollars, and now he's riding around in easy money. <laughs> he really yep. like thumbs down Dante and Randall quite a bit. <laughs> and I guess they kind of get him with the pickle fucker story, but not really like, right. this is, this is a, okay. Even though I think the pickle fuckers like story is disgusting to think about. I think this is still an illuminating scene within the context of what the movie is trying to say about kind of mildly stuck at, at working class adults in that, like they hold on to these, grotesque memories that when you're a child are about dominance and they don't really have anything to do with what society is actually about when it comes to success, when it comes to earning something. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, 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 you see, I wouldn't even be able to listen to the scene cause I couldn't think about like what they made him do, like shoving the pickle up his ass, yada, yada. <laughs> what do you mean? But That's like, a fun Friday night. What are you talking about? That's that's a fun Friday night for you, pal. Not a fun Friday night for me. We're just going to keep those boundaries separate. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Saturday night for you. Maybe you get it in deeper and you need a day to recover. <laughs> um, yeah. See, I work on Saturdays, so that doesn't work either, pal. You're going to have to try a little hard. <laughs> all right. Sunday it is. You're a crazy guy, but I like it. Once again, my weekends are shot. I established this earlier. <laughs> <laughs> all right he has to wait till wednesday that's when he can do it i know it sounds yep. crazy but that's yep. just how his life worked yep. out i got one up already you know I, I got prepared for the podcast that's why we were running late <laughs> sorry everybody <laughs> but uh yeah he like kind of leaves because he knows like he got the upper hand on them even though they talked about this pickle, pickle fucker story and another guy knows about this little shame he has because in reality he did get the upper hand on them he yeah. had a skill that they could not like cash in on in any fucking way and he made bank and now he's doing well and he just doesn't have to deal with their horse shit from high school anymore Right, at right, all. like, right, and, I'm exactly. kind of, and, and to me, it's kind of like, yeah, good for that guy. You know, fuck Dante and Randall at this point. They're being fucking shitheads to this guy. I know. 
I know. <laughs> I know the guy wasn't exactly friendly when he walked in, but that could have been an opportunity to be friendly to him. That could have been an opportunity to redeem themselves a little bit to him for doing right. such a shitty thing to him. Like, right. I know. Like Dante and Randall don't, I, I guess Dante acts like he has a little bit of guilt, but Randall is just, it's just a weapon to him. And it's another thing that kind of puts me against Randall, like towards the end of the movie. <laughs> like, because he like has so many things that he just wants to weaponize against people. Like yeah. so much of his attitude is weaponizing like the the past against people that he could do more with, and he could you know he killed an opportunity there. Like fucking little Elias like saw the opportunity. He went for it at least. It may not have been the best way to do it, but at least he fucking went for it on some level. Jesus. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh for sure. <laughs> Yeah, Elias, and by the way, I think Dante's, like, complete bullying of Elias, this whole fucking movie, is kind of reprehensible. Let me tell you, if I had a guy like that working with me in a fast food restaurant and I was Randall, I would just, I'd just be so happy. Like, that little fucker will do anything. Oh, my God. Yep. I, like, he'll do fucking anything, Randall. You have such an easy fucking job. Just dig it. Just just relax and go through it like it, it's not that fucking bad yeah but but you're right chris like randall is experiencing some kind of crisis that's happening to him so he's not necessarily thinking in his best monkey brain <laughs> right yeah <laughs> and after that like randall insists that dante give him his keys and they eventually ride off to a go-kart go-kart Fuck. They ride off to a go-kart course where I can't remember the, the song Raindrops Keep Falling yep. on My Head, which is like a main song from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, one of the greatest westerns ever fucking made. <laughs> they it, that song plays while they drive around the go-kart course and it is it's actually really kind of beautiful in a fucking way. <laughs> like mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it is. One, it's, that's one of the things that it was one of my examples for the music thing I was talking about. I love yeah, that scene. Totally. Yeah. 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 And like, it's one of the only times that we actually see Randall and Dante just be buddies and not being up each other's ass and constantly being passive aggressive to each other. They're right. just in the moment and actually yeah. having a good fucking time in each other's presence. Yeah, for and sure. Like, you know, I enjoy the movie, but I think there's an argument that Smith kind of makes randall so hard to deal with that by the end of the movie for a lot of people he's not going to translate as a sympathetic person yeah <laughs> most like, of his stuff is just jokes though it's not like he does anything terrible yeah well i, I mean he does i think too because i've known from the other movies yeah for sure so it's like i well, thought I mean, was, he, in real life i thought jeff anderson was going to be a little bit more of a dick but he was wicked is he nice. really he's wicked nice his like, voice is just so he's specific. not randall at all oh, he's not randall. Yeah, he's just like yeah. the nicest guy ever it's crazy I love during your panel where he talked about how like he was supposed to be Jay originally. Yeah, yeah, oh, wow. yeah, he, yeah, that, yeah. That's what we read um, for. Yeah, yeah. I think that guy's probably a really versatile actor <laughs> if he was supposed to be like yeah, all definitely. these different parts. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like I'm definitely not holding this character against him as an actor by any means. You know, it's a fictional character. He's doing a good job playing it. You know, he's doing it to the best of his abilities. I don't hold anything about that against him. Um, <laughs> I bet there are people that do like don't separate him from the movie oh yeah totally i would imagine totally. oh, and, hey just so you know um i only have the studio till three so we have to be out by before three okay 
Okay, well, we're going to probably rush through a couple more scenes and, and kind of call it a night. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, once they get back, there's this big giant rush. It's the only time you, well, uh, other than the front, front montage, it's the only time where you really see them all working as a team. And it's the only time you see them working under pressure and things like go fucking haywire for a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they, they kind of work through it and... After that, I think, ah, fuck. It. There's so much plot to this fucking movie. I did not realize how much movie this, how much, how much impacts so much and so little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a thing that's deceiving about his movies. Because when I was younger, sometimes I would watch Clerks or Clerks 2 and think that there wasn't a lot going on because it was just like hanging out in a convenience store. But there's so much shit that's actually going on in these people's lives any given day. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, uh, come on, Robbie, compose yourself. Come on, do it. <laughs> okay. But uh, after that, like, I think that's where, like, the ABC scene comes in because Dante expresses that he's worried he's not going to be able to dance at his wedding. He's right. not, like, he's not going to be able to do the thing that should be a given. And it's not talking about slow dancing. He's talking about, you know, doing real funky shit, you know, being able to have a good set of moves to a decent beat you know yeah right and and the abc scene is oh, one perfect. of the best scenes in the whole fucking movie oh my god like yeah. it it really is almost perfect um the little thing with jay and silent bob acting as the kids i i guess there's probably somebody out there that could construe that as offensive but i think it's so silly like it doesn't register as being i didn't hit me like that at all no it doesn't hit me like that at all i just think the idea that they are impersonating young black children could probably be (laughs) insensitive it could probably seem insensitive to someone but i don't ever think it's in malice and it doesn't ever seem like it's in malice at all no no i don't think it's anything to worry about as far as content goes (laughs) and like it's one it's one of the only choreographed dance numbers i can think about from a kevin smith movie oh yeah for sure yeah he does it really fucking well and he packs in a few jokes that are pretty solidly timed oh yeah yeah um this this may be rosario dawson's highlight of the movie on a certain level (laughs) it leads into the scene where they kind of like confess like to one another like Dante confesses that he wants to be with her and then she's like I'm pregnant and he flips out for a second yeah and then oh, it, yeah. It, it leads to the fight and she leaves and, <laughs> and that's when uh, Randall like convinces him to go after her for an hour anymore yeah. it, it's bad luck if you <laughs> I love that yeah he's being so selfish in that scene he's not even thinking about his friend it's just like no no he's just like trying to get that guy away so he could set up this fucking donkey show that he was right about which oh my god this thing is a conversation and a half that we don't have time for today but you know suffice to say like uh dante goes out and i think he finally finds her and they have this whole conversation meanwhile randall has helped set up you know let the donkey show set up inside after they've closed and, and like he asks where kinky kelly is and the the big you know burly guy that came there to help set up equipment is like uh, they'll be there you know 
And then when uh, Dante finally gets back, oh, no, no, Dante meets Rosario after they get back to the restaurant, and that's when they discover that Randall has set up the donkey show and everything. Elias is very drunk, probably, for the first time in his life. Fucking Jay and Silent Bob got him stoned on two blunts of skunk, and uh, yeah, yeah. he's... He's fucking going off. It's hilarious, like how unhinged she is compared to the person we've seen. <laughs> For, oh, yeah. When I was younger, it made me cringe, but now I'm older, it makes me laugh so hard because I remember seeing people acting like this, like the first time they got really messed up. <laughs> it's one of the more endearing elements of the movie, of the scene in the movie. Like, I think the scene's kind of grudgy and terrible to behold Uh, (laughs) yeah i think so uh, yeah they find out to their surprise that there is no chick and that kinky kelly is the one who fucks the donkey and uh yeah the smoke sets off like alarms that bring the police in and uh, and that's how randall and dante end up in fucking jail (laughs) yeah and that's when the big argument happens between randall and dante and it's kind of the climax of the film's themes and it's kind of what we've been building to with all the passive aggressive behavior between Dan Dante and Randall and all all the little shitty things Randall's been doing all fucking day and a big explosion yeah yeah (laughs) yeah uh, and hey this is an incredibly acted scene there's no argument about that like oh my god everyone brings it everyone does what they need to do even Um, even Jay Muse yeah 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 he's great actor in that scene yeah yeah yeah. like he pushes him into a corner and like you know like an animal right you push in a corner then you explode and then he's like fine i'll tell you what i really feel and then uh it's it's just beautiful i I absolutely love it i feel like i'm sure all of us have had friendships like that where at some point you have a a huge explosion yep and then you know sometimes it don't end well but sometimes you you get better for sure yeah i apologize to anybody i've been a fucking shitty friend to in public Please. I do not. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 Probably uh, deserved it. Look at you. Well, I mean, me I and Chris had a fight like that right before we started report, recording. We can't even make eye contact they right now. They <laughs> haven't looked at each other at all. I should have showed up to that restaurant last night. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, it was an incredibly well acted scene. I do think, I do think some of Randall's intentions though are selfish in the way dante's are too so it, it it's i don't think randall's like a character that should necessarily be given 100 percent sympathy within the scene too because he's kind of stopping his buddy from living what might be his best life on a certain level but at the same time i i could understand being a friend and watching your friend be in love with someone else and you know they're with the wrong person and it's hard to sure. be in that position as mm-hmm. well sure sure yeah um yeah i think the scene's good i do think i do think the whole like randall fucking teenagers thing is not like endearing on any level and i think it puts a real mark because like (laughs) (laughs) look okay if if randall if i had a randall in my life just all the time and they were fucking like 17 year olds and shit i'd just be like no like man i'm not going to stay here with you you fucking asshole like you've built a fucking rock for yourself that you've dug down 20 feet my friend <laughs> i feel differently just because i feel like when someone like is a character in a movie and they make one joke or one sentence mm. 
to me, it feels a little bit less like it's supposed to really be a character moment, if especially if it's a joke. Yeah. Like he says something but, like, but like, oh, all the, the girls after high school, they come in because I have a license or whatever. I don't know if that really means, oh, Randall has sex with teenagers. I think it's a little bit more silly than that. Yeah, I, um, I got that. But sense. see, that's the pro that's the problem I have because they actively show him hitting on teenagers in public or people that are presumed to be who when, when do they do that? They do it like after he harasses uh, Dante and Emma, like on the playground. Oh, he like weird. walks off and they go over there and you see the shot of him just like putting his leg up on the chair, you know, as a dominant move. Ah, it's still no, it's still in. that's a joke though. That's played as a joke. Yeah, that's the problem. It is played as a joke. Like that's my big problem, Chuck. It's a joke. And you it want it to be serious. In a, in a movie if with a gonna, donkey show, that's your quarrel. <laughs> if he's gonna have sex with a seventeen-year-old girl, you want it to be serious. No, 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 no. Shut up, shut. You're not gonna hijack my show like that, you bitch. <laughs> I, I don't want him to be fucking teenagers. It's no, 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 no one does. He's getting a donkey show, you know? It's bad enough that they're implying the as a joke, you know? This isn't Family Guy. This isn't a cartoon. Well, what, what do you think is worse, him putting his leg up or the guy that has sex with a donkey on, on screen? Oh, oh, I think both <laughs> are pretty equally terrible on they their don't. own. No, they there. don't. Like, the, the donkey the show is pretty fucking bad, too, dude. <laughs> the I, so I got to give worse. you the five-minute warning. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, like after that, they decide that they're going to open up the shop again, and they've yeah. gotten money from Jay, and Jay and Silent Bob are going to be hanging the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, um, and everything kind of turns into a happy ending in a certain way. You know, it's, yeah. it's the type of happy ending that only exists in a small independent movie, too. You know, they they built up a new business for themselves. They it was their old business, but they still built it up and returned yeah. it into something new, a new yeah. opportunity in life. I really love the last song they play, uh, "Frustrated Incorporated." Oh that, yeah, me too. Me that too. song like sums up everything. What's the throwback from the original? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. And yeah, I think and yeah. they got the same actor to do the milk. Oh, nice. Fucking nice. Eggs. Eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it it wraps the movie up really well, and I I think even with fucking Randall being a shithead, the movie still plays pretty well. Like if you actually deconstruct it and look at how it's yeah. put together, yeah, I, I think, think so. It's, yeah, I think it's one of Kevin Smith's better accomplishments. I definitely had a good time for the most part going through it again. I think it's I think it's geek critiques are a little outdated, but we're still talking about Star Wars so fucking heavily nowadays. Like, mm -hmm, and that's mm -hmm. another thing too. Like, as long as people are talking about Star Wars, you could probably keep making Clerks movies too. You can keep sure. like they're so flexible. You know, you can make like five movies that goes throughout these whole <laughs> the whole lives of these people if you wanted to, because these movies aren't effects driven. They're not action movies. They're like, everyday people movies. You know, they, they deal with the problems everyday people face. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I know you got to get headed out, Chris. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to talk about before Chris heads out? Um, if you want to stay a little longer, feel free to check. No, we um, only have the studio no, till three. Okay. 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 Uh, say <laughs> your piece then, gentlemen, and we'll call it a day. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I really like Clerks too. It's a really interesting build on Clerks. And like I said, you know, the, the the use of music and the use of uh new characters in the world is a really interesting part of it um 
And it's a fun step in the journey of these guys that we're continuing to follow, you know, in the background. I got to say my favorite Clerks thing ever, though, is the Clerks animated show. I love the Clerks cartoon. Dude, it's my favorite man, thing. Look, I've been trying to get Chris to do the Clerks it. animated oh, it's the, show. It's, to me, it's yeah. the funniest Viewersku oh, thing ever. Dude, it's the funniest Kevin Smith thing ever. If you wanted to, I would love to do the Clerks animated series. Yeah, sure. Sometime. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. If we could work it out, that'd be awesome. Uh, sorry if I'm putting sure. you on the spot. Uh, Chris, do you have anything you want to say? I, I just love this movie and I'm excited for Clerks 3. And I'm actually really excited to hear your opinions on Tr 3, Chuck, because you went from a fan of Clerks to and Clerks 2. And now you're going to watch Clerks 3 and be like, you're not going to see it the same way I do because <laughs> you actually know some of those people. Oh, yeah. For it's, sure. it's just, yeah. It's just a different perspective. And I, I'm really excited for it. Yeah, for uh, sure. But, you know, um, at Let's Chat Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Let's Chat with Chris Revels, the podcast. Uh, and, uh, you know, check that out if you like. And yeah, I'm, uh, you so know, it, for me, it's the Chuck and Brad podcast. And I'm at Discount Chuck on Instagram and Twitter. And we're the Chuck and Brad podcast on Facebook and Chuck and Brad podcast.com for the website. Thank you for being on Conversations with Robbie Sherman. It was a pleasure having you, Chuck and Chris. Thank you, buddy. Awesome. Thank you.